Welcome to Horror Nights in Podcast with me, your host, Crystal, where I talk about anything and all horror. So on this podcast, I give you my honest and horrific opinion on a different horror movie every week. I drop spoilers. I never lie. I always keep it real. Sometimes I have specials and sometimes I have co-hosts. So to keep up with all things horror and the Horror Nights in Podcast, please join my Twitter horror family by following me at Us. You can follow my Instagram. Um, that's going to be at Horror Nights in Podcast. You can also follow my Tumblr, which is also at Horror Nights in Podcast. Um, and be sure to follow my podcast on whatever app you use to listen. Um, I'm available for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, and also be sure to subscribe uh, depending on or become a follower so you know every single time that I post a brand new podcast. Okay, guys, it has been a fucking minute since I have recorded a podcast. So if you guys follow me on Twitter, you kind of know what's been going on. So last week was probably um, one of the most horrific and traumatizing times of my life thus far. Um... I lost electricity for four days, and my apartment was the only one that lost electricity. I was given the runaround from my electric company, from my landlord, and from um, both of the electricians that came to my apartment to figure out what was going on. Um, So after four very agonizing, annoying, anger-filled days... um, I finally was able to figure out what was going on. So the explanation that I was pretty much given was that my electric company accidentally switched off one of the main power lever things. Um, They meant to shut off somebody else's, but they accidentally shut off mine instead. Um, Honestly, guys, my landlord is taking care of compensation for me because I literally just don't have the energy to deal with it anymore. I probably called my electric company six or seven times in the span of like four days. Um, And unfortunately, in my area, um, there's only one electric company that kind of caters to my area and I can't switch or else I would, I would close my account with them and get another electric company, but I can't, um, because this particular company only is the only one that you are able to get. So I don't really know how it works. Maybe they bid for the area. I don't really give a shit. The only thing that matters is my electricity is now back on. Um, which is why this current episode did not, um, go up last week because I just didn't, I didn't obviously didn't have electricity, so I wasn't able to put anything up. I did end up going to stay with my parents. Um, so, um, I just honestly didn't have the energy 
um, to record last week. Um, so thank you to all my, to everyone who's listening now for understanding. Um, and if you have ever lost power, it fucking sucks, especially when there's no reason there was no storms. There was, I mean, literally the lights in my fucking hallway were working like the stairwell to get up to my apartment. Those lights were fucking working. All my neighbors had electricity. I was the only one that didn't have electricity. So whatever it's done, it's taken care of now. Um, so hopefully it doesn't happen again, but I don't know you guys, if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you know, I've gone through some horrific shit in this apartment and things that are just completely out of my control. And I was talking to one of my really close friends last night and I said to her, I was like, you know, this apartment is like a toxic relationship. Like I love it and I should probably leave it, but I don't. And I just like keep coming back. (coughs) Sorry guys, excuse me. Um, and I was just like, and she was laughing and I was just like, no, it really is. Like I should really just break my lease or not even break my lease. I could probably just, I could probably write a draft up a letter and be able to move out just listing all the shit that I've had to go through by living here. Um, but I, I don't want to. So, <laughs> um, so hopefully that's the last uh, sh- shitty thing I have to deal with, but I don't know guys knowing this apartment, who the fuck knows? Um, so anyway, moving on kind of leads us into, um, this, well, since considering this is a double feature day and you're getting two podcasts today, um, I, uh, wanted to kind of tie in the chit chat with crystal into my whole situation with my electricity. So when I lost electricity, I believe I'm a great believer in the law of attraction and kind of manifesting. (coughs) Sorry guys, excuse me. I don't know what's going on. Hold on. Let me take a drink of water. Okay. Hopefully that's better. Um, I'm a really big believer in like the law of attraction and, you know, manifesting your destiny and all that kind of stuff. Um, because I don't know, I just, I I find it interesting. I think that it works. Um, but I think I was trying to control my situation to the point where the universe is kind of just like, fuck you, dude. Like you need to stop trying to control everything all the time. So what I want to tie into that for something that might be going on in your life is you could have something going on right now. That's kind of taking over your mind. Um, it could be work related, family related, friend related, personal, you know, whatever. And you might feel that you are trying to control the outcome and ultimately in the day you can't control anything. And I think this is what the universe or God or source power was maybe trying to get me to figure out because why all this was going on. I was really, I'm a really big believer in that everything happens for a reason and there's fate and, you know, things like that and karma. And it really was like, I, I remember going through the whole situation. It's honestly, guys, it's, it's, it's a blur at this point because I really don't. I was so out of it last week um, or those four days from Thursday to Sunday that I, I don't even really know what my mind was thinking, but I did know for a fact that I was trying to figure out like 
why this was going on. I was so angry and I was trying to control the situation and I would be like, no, it's going to be on. It's going to be on. I'm going to wake up in the morning and it's going to be on. It's going to be on. And then I kind of just realized every day I would wake up and I think by like the third day, it still wasn't back on. And I was just like, or I'm sorry, by the fourth day I woke up and it still, I hadn't gotten a call from Meta or from the electric company and, and I hadn't gotten a call from my landlord or from anybody telling me that my power had been restored. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, I do not give a fuck anymore. I was like, it'll fucking come back on when it fucking comes back on. I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna, my boyfriend or my significant other and I, we had plans that weekend to go to a car show. And I was like, I'm, you know, I was like, let's fucking go to the car show. I was like, let, I just need to go somewhere to get my mind off this shit. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this right now. I'm not thinking about this anymore. I'm so fucking sick and tired of this shit. And I was just completely defeated. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. I do not care. I was like, it, if it never fucking comes back on, then I'll pack up all my shit and I'll move. I was like, I just don't give a shit right now. Cause by this time it had been four days of no power, almost four days of no power. Um, I had was sleeping in my parents' guest room at this point. Um, you know, uh, my significant other, his name is Chris. He ended up staying at my parents' house with me cause we had plans anyway for the weekend. So, um, it all kind of worked out anyway, but I just woke up on Sunday and I was just like, I don't fucking care. I was like, I'm going to go enjoy my day. And if it comes back on, it comes back on. If not, I'll just deal with it. I was like, I just don't give a shit anymore. So, and literally guys, as soon as I stopped kind trying to control the outcome, Within mm, two hours, uh, my electric company called me and told me my power was back on. So I was just like, wow, okay. So as soon as I relinquished control of the situation, kind of just let it go, is when things kind of worked out. And I think this is a really good lesson that you could really put into anything in your life. And like I said, I always try and figure out that everything happens for a reason and this, I really think that this whole thing happened was because I, I, I am the first person to admit it, guys. I'm a fucking control freak, a thousand percent. Um, and I was trying to control the situation down to like the second that it would turn back on. I would be like, it's going to be on by five o'clock tonight. And I was like this time, the, you know, this time at the end of my work day, it's going to be on or this time at the end of my day or whatever was going on that day. I'm like, it's going to be back on by that time. And it never was until finally, like I said, I woke up on Sunday and I was just like, fuck it. It'll be on when it's on. I don't give a shit. I do not give a fuck. Um, I was just completely defeated. So there's something going on in your life right now that you're trying to control the outcome, especially if it's something, uh, another person, um, you know, technology, your electricity, whatever it is that may be happening. Tried not to control the outcome. Try to just be like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. And I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to have to accept it the way that it is. And like I said, it could be something small. It could be something as small as, you know, I don't know, a baseball game or a basketball game, or if that's big, then something big. Um, or it could be something as big as like, 
electricity going on in your house or something like that. Um, now, mind you guys, I do pay my electric bills, so don't say that it was that because I do pay it. Um, this was just, like I said, this was a fluke. This was the electric company's fault. Um, and it, it was a mess, 100% a mess. And if you have ever been in this kind of situation before, then you can absolutely sympathize with me. I can absolutely sympathize with you. I would not wish this upon anybody. Um, so yes, if there's something, bottom line, if there's something in your life going on, if, the, if you have something in your life going on right now and you're really frustrated by it and you're really angry by it and you don't really... Uh, you're like trying to figure out, like trying to like analyze it from like 14 different ways and you're overthinking the situation and you know, you're really anxious about it and you're really worried about it. And you, you know, you're having like panic attacks, whatever it may be. Try to just let it go. Try to just be like, you know what? I'm going to let it go. Universe, you can have it. You deal with it. I'm going to try and distract myself with something else. And I really think distractions are a good way to kind of set your intention and then go do something else. Um, and kind of just let it go. Um, I'm still struggling with being traumatized by not having electricity. Um, every single day that I walk, get home from every single morning when I wake up, I make sure that I still hear my fan, which means I still have electricity. And every single second when I get home, I immediately flip on a light to make sure I still have electricity. So uh, it'll probably be a little while until I can actually be comfortable um, enough to not have be so anxious about it. But I mean, I, like I said, if you guys listen to my other podcasts, then you know that um, I have been through it with this apartment. Um, so yes, <laughs> moving on. Um yeah, so I think that's the only thing that's been really going on in my life as of lately. Um, if you are listening to this podcast today, uh, today is May 4th, which is a Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Um, Chris is actually a pretty big fan of Star Wars, so I'm probably going to be watching a movie later. And it's also Cinco de Mayo tomorrow, so we'll probably be eating tacos, which I'm very excited about. Um, so, yeah. So, last weekend we were supposed to wrap up... Um, Haunted House, uh, April, but of course with everything that happened, we didn't. So, um, we're actually going to be covering, um, this episode of Horror Nights in podcast. We're going to be discussing paranormal activity and I'm kind of going to do the series as a whole. Um, of course, I'm going to start by giving you the Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb rating, a uh, short synopsis of the movie, and then we're going to kind of go into my opinion, and I'm kind of going to explain how the movies are connected, and yeah, we're just going to hang, so, you know, grab some popcorn or um, put your car in cruise control, <laughs> um, or, you know, sit back, relax, and, um, yeah, let's get into the podcast. So, Rotten Tomatoes gave Paranormal Activity, um, an 83% with 56% of the audience liking it, and IMDb gave it a 6.3 out of 10. So, those ratings for, were just for the first movie, um, but like I said, I'm gonna go into every single one of them. Um, so as I said, instead of doing my normal detailed summary of the movie, I wanted to do more of what the movies did to me, the audience, um, audiences around the world. Also throw in some themes and theories. 
Um, I also want to talk about maybe some conspiracy theories around the movie and also shout out to a close friend of mine, Tara, who uh, thinks the actress who plays Katie is still missing, (laughs) even though I've told her so many times that she's not. Um, so shout out to you, Tara. Love you. <laughs> she listens to the show. Um, so Paranormal Activity was released September 9th, 2009 with a running time of 86 minutes. Um, it was written and directed by, uh, Oren Pile. Uh, he also worked on the other Paranormal Activity films and he also worked on the Insidious films. So shout out to you, sir. I apologize if you can hear my cat. She is currently right next to me because that's where she likes to be. (laughs) Um, So after moving into a suburban home, a couple becomes increasingly disturbed by nightly demonic presence. So we have two main characters in the movie. It's Micah and Katie. um, And these are the real names of the actors, um, which I know also freaked a lot of people out, which kind of led more into conspiracy theories and theories about the film. Um, And it also gave it, of course, the Blair Witch Project vibes because the same thing happened with them. Um, So the series as a whole um, wasn't as good as the first film, in my opinion. Uh, The first movie was initially the middle of the story. Then Paranormal Activity 2 and 3 are actually prequels to the first one. And the fourth one is a sequel to the first one. And Mark 1's is a totally different movie entirely, but they all have to do with this witch's coven called Midwives. Um, So basically, it's all about the male firstborn um, and selling souls for riches, and this demon named Toby, and some time traveling and some time loops. so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and piece together. I'm, I'm gonna try to piece together um, a cohesive storyline that hopefully makes sense. Um, so just stick with me, guys. Um, okay. So first we have Julia's mother um, Louise. She makes a pact with some demons to trade the next male child that's born for riches and power. Louise then joins into a union uh, with the mysterious demon demon Toby, and then she joins the midwives. Um, Then Julia is born, um, but then she has her two daughters, Katie and Katie's sister, Christy. So all female so far, which means that nobody is going to Toby. Um, We are then introduced to Julie's boyfriend, Dennis, um, because we assume that Katie and Christy's father kind of just bounced after Christy was born. Um, So then we learn that weird shit has been going down in the house. So Dennis decides to start setting up cameras to try and figure out what's going on. We also learn that the sisters are being tormented by a demon to force Christy to join the coven by participating in a ceremonial wedding at Louise's house, so the grandmother. Um, Julie and Dennis then are trying to basically stop what's going on, um, but they're then killed by either Louise or Toby. It's not really sure. It's not really made clear who actually kills them, but the, yeah, they're dead. Um, so we then learn that Katie and Christy um, are basically kidnapped 
by these by this coven and are being trained to develop magical skills by these coven members. Um, Christy is actually the one who's picked to have the son. Um, and Toby is apparently going to be giving them like a special little girl just like them. Um, so it's kind of like a, a trade-off. <laughs> um they then are brainwashed to forget about all the shit that they had learned from these coven members pertaining to their induction as they grow up. Um, then in 1992, their house burns down, which causes them to move. So this is sort of when the time traveling thing starts happening. Um, this is also around the same time that the two boys from the marked ones are born, Jesse and Oscar. Um, then a few years later, Christy is living with her husband and Katie is living um with uh Micah. Katie is also storing boxes that she got from her grandmother uh Louise in Christie's basement. Then we have Christie giving birth to Hunter and he is the firstborn male of the original pact between Louise and the demon. Um so I definitely got hereditary vibes from this, like the whole like firstborn male thing. Uh, so now it's Hunter's first birthday, and the coven is back, and this time they break into Christie's home, and they steal the VHS tapes that were in the grandmother's box, boxes that are, were in the basement. Um, so obviously with the break-in, the family decides to get some fancy security cameras. Um, so then we get like a partial possession of Christie. And after all that shit goes down, they decide to stick the demon on Katie instead of Christy. Um, so this is when it goes back to the original Paranormal Activity movie. Katie is starting to have nightly disturbances. So Micah sets up the cameras. Um, Katie is then possessed and she kills Mike at the end of the movie. Um, she then takes a stroll down to her sister's house, um, kills her sister, and then kidnaps Hunter. Um, so then a couple years uh, later, Katie and the Coven put Hunter up for adoption, and he is uh, adopted by the Nelson family in, New in Nevada, um, who actually rename him Wyatt. Um, so the next story we get is Ryan, Emily, and Layla, um, and they're, the Nelsons, they move into a home that was built on the same grounds as the original where the original home burned down, so Katie and Chrissy's home. Um, so then after Wyatt slash Hunter's sixth birthday, Katie and her pretend son Robbie move in next door, and this is when shit starts to go down, and Katie is hospitalized, I do that in quotations, and fake son Robbie goes to stay with the Nelsons. So, of course, Robbie becomes buddy-buddy with Wyatt slash Hunter, um, so Alex Nelson then starts seeing some weird shit going on in his house and he starts using laptops, cameras, and an Xbox connect where it has all like the little tiny dots when you look at it with the night vision camera. So basically Robbie is sort of like the middleman to connect Wyatt slash Hunter to Toby. Uh, we then get the bathroom scene with Wyatt and we can assume that Toby's like trying to convince him to go back to the coven. Um, so then a few towns over, we are back with Jesse from the Marked Ones, uh, who's just turned 18 and is graduating from high school. Um, he and his friends set up cameras to capture the weird shit that's been going on. Um, they think it's due to the fact that Jesse's mother, 
participated in a ceremony with none other than the midwives coven marking him to join an army of possessed firstborn sons um then jesse is kidnapped and his friends try to go save him but that doesn't work um so then we get some time traveling going on and while his friend is while his friend is trying to run from him um uh, we see that jesse is possessed um and so he somehow time travels back to Katie in Micah's house where he witnesses Katie kill Micah. Um, he then turns and the possessed Jesse ends up killing him. Um, so then we get Layla interacting with her imaginary friend Toby. Her father, Ryan, also uses some recording equipment and also has this one camera that cap- apparently captures ghostly apparitions and demonic presence. Um but they all end up dying. Um, the only person that survives is Leela. After all that, <laughs> so um, if you guys had not watched all of the paranormal, paranormal Activity movies and everything I just said for the last however many minutes, it's like, what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> um, the amount of holes in the story almost, almost entirely take away from the movie themselves. Um, you know, why the age of six for the boys, but like not for the girls when they were possessed? Like, why is Robbie even in the series? Um, where did he come from? Um, why did he only go get Wyatt and Hunter and not Jesse? Um, so one theory is that maybe there's some kind of like demon patriarch. Um, they only send demon middleman to get like the high class firstborn sons. Um, also like in the marked ones, like how are Hunter, how are Hunter, Jesse and Oscar, like even related? Um, yeah, they all lose their parents and are adopted, but like they're all adopted at different ages and they all like join this firstborn son army at different ages. Um, So it seems that the first three installments of the series just don't make any sense and don't really fit in with the, or I'm sorry, the last three installments don't really make any sense. See, I'm confusing myself. Um, I don't really fit in with the first three. Uh, With a lot of found footage, it's sort of like a guessing game with the audience. So we aren't really sure if what we're seeing is legit or not because it's being recorded from, you know, their perspective and not really from a from a movie perspective. Um, So my overall opinion is that the first one made a shit ton of money at the box office. So Paramount was like, hmm, let's pump out more because it only costs pennies to make and we can make a huge return. I honestly think that there wasn't supposed to be these sequels and these prequels and all this other shit. Um, Then, you know, with the different writers and directors, I think the small details were really forgotten. And maybe the hype of, like, making things scary happen on camera overshadowed the simplicity of the first film. Um, Because, I mean, even even just saying that back, guys, I even, like, tuned out myself because... It was just a lot of different things happening all at once. So many different things were connected. It was just very confusing. Um, And I actually did have to look up that whole thing that I just said to really make sense of it. And even, like I said, even writing it out and then reading it back here, I'm kind of just still like, what the fuck? Um, 
So if anything, I do love a good witch coven plot line. Um, if they had stuck with that, then maybe they could have had a better chance of making better spinoffs, prequels and sequels. Um, maybe the witch thing needed to be explained or something. Even though I'm not the biggest hereditary fan, um, at least the movie explained the whole firstborn something and the need for like a vessel. I really feel like if Paranormal Activity was just a little bit more polished, then it could have done better or just they should have just fucking stopped it for the first one because the other ones that the other ones that came out, Paranormal 2, 3, 4, and the marked ones, it was just so fucking confusing. And I mean, I watched the last one with like that whole like demonic camera thing. It was so fucking cheesy. Like it was so fucking cheesy. And then I watched the Mark ones and like the time traveling thing. And then like them going back to, you know, Katie and Micah's house. And we see like what happens when Katie's downstairs. She actually ends up stabbing Micah. Um, it was just, it was too much, and they were trying to do too many things. They were trying to pump out these movies, and I really feel like the different directors and the writers were just not really sticking to the core of the story, and it was very confusing. Um, and, you know, the whole, just the babies and the animals, and I don't know. It was just, it was, it was very, very confusing. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess I kind of get it now from going through all that. Um Anyway, the first time I watched this film, I, the first time I watched Paranormal Activity, I was so scared. So I watched it back in like 2011, 2012, I can't remember, with a guy I was seeing um, who also loved horror movies. So we rented Paranormal Activity um, and watched it on my little tiny TV in my bedroom, and I was so terrified. <laughs> um, so the next morning after he left, I remember being alone in my house, and I went to go do the dishes, and I turned on the TV. Um, while I was doing the dishes, my whole neighborhood had a brownout. If you're not sure what a brownout is, it's basically a reduction or a restriction on the availability of electricity. <laughs> um, so, like, I heard this, like, sudden hush in, like, my whole house. Like, it was so quiet. It was dead quiet. And I looked over at the oven and the microwave, and I could see that the 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 time was a lot dimmer. Um, I remember just leaving the dishes in the sink, and I bolted out of my house. I vividly remember being like, oh, no, 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 no. Fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> and I came back later when I knew I wouldn't be alone because at uh, this time I lived with my um, with my family. And I remember I was alone that weekend, which is why I had the guy I was seeing come over to my house. Um and we were hanging out because I was by myself because I, I can't remember where my family was. But anyway, I remember waking up on like Sunday and I remember waking up and doing the dishes and then we had the brown out and I was like, fuck this. And I left and I didn't come back until my family came home. Um, so yes, I loved, loved, loved the first one. Uh, I thought it was scary and creepy and authentic. You know, it reminded me of the Blair Witch Project, um, which is one of my favorite horror movies. Um, the end scared me the middle scared me the beginning scared me I love that the director um, kept the actors completely unknown he didn't even really give them a script and it was um, shot in his house on a camcorder um, you know it takes the it takes the what's what's that noise bump in the night um, and it gives it like that demonic twist um, you know this is the first time that we're getting um, 
you know, they would wake up at three o'clock and those kinds of things. And, you know, we could never see it. We could only see like the footprints and the baby powder. And I thought that was done so well. And it was so, so creepy. Um, the subtle eerie quiets of just nothing happening literally gives me the creeps just thinking about it. Um, then when something does happen, it's still just so subtle like the lifting of the sheet or the demonic footprints and the baby powder, or the door moving just ever so slightly, or in the most fucking creepy part of this whole movie, uh, Katie just staring at her sleeping boyfriend for hours and hours and hours on end. I mean, I really just don't think that anything could be any more fucking creepy than this movie, honestly. Like, it's just the sheer quiet of this movie is just deafening. Um, so there actually is a few endings to this movie. Um, and it was changed at the suggestion of Steven Spielberg. Now, don't quote me on that. I don't know if this is actually true. Um, there was a theatrical ending, an original ending, and an alternate ending. So the theatrical was the one that we're most familiar with, which is her demonic face coming into frame after she kills um, Micah. The alternate was her coming into frame with a knife and slicing her own throat. Um, And then the original ending is her coming up the stairs after she's killed Micah and she sits on the floor and she starts rocking back and forth on the floor for hours and hours and hours. Um, We see that we hear the phone ring and doesn't pick up. We hear a message from somebody, which we can assume is her sister, um, just kind of asking, like, where the fuck are you? We then hear um, somebody's at the rings the doorbell and comes inside. Um, and then all we hear is just screaming because obviously we're just looking at, at, at Katie just, like, sitting on her bedroom floor, just, like, rocking back and forth for days and days and days. Um, we then see... Um, a light, um, come on the foreground. Um, the police are there now at this point. So then we see a light come on in the foreground, um, as they continue, the police, um, shine their lights, um, up the stairs. We can hear them saying like, this is the police. Like, is there anybody here? Um, we then see her come to when the cops flash the light in her face, And they see that she has a knife in her hands and she's like, she's screaming. She's like, she's like, um, Micah, Micah, like, where are you? Um, and they, they're telling her and they're screaming at her to put the knife down. She's obviously completely fucking out of it. The last thing that she can remember is stabbing her boyfriend in the stomach and, um, She's got the knife in her hand. The cops end up shooting her. Um, They continue to search the house, but of course they find no one because it's a demon. Um, So I actually prefer the original ending. Um, I find it to the most disturbing with her just like rocking back and forth. Um, Even with her death, I'm sure they could have done some like witchy voodoo and brought her back to life for the sequels and the prequels. Um... I also think the ending was the most, I'm sorry, the original ending was the most realistic, but I guess it was changed because Steven Spielberg said to change it, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, so yes, overall love this movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies. I always, you know, ask people if they like found footage. Oh, like, have you ever seen paranormal activity? Um, 
you know, this, this movie is great because I find it just so authentic. I find it so real. It really, I think the acting in the movie is great. I think that, um, Katie and, you know, I think that they just do an amazing job. I think that, um, the idea of putting a demonic twist on things that go bump in the night is just amazing. Um, if you guys listen to my other podcasts, you know that I love me some demonic shit and I love me some found footage films. Um, so yes, I think that's going to be it for this podcast. Um, definitely stick around and go listen to, uh, my other podcast right after this one where we start the May, where we start May, we're talking about monster movies. Um, so yeah, this, this podcast, this one was a little bit different. I kind of just wanted to do kind of explain the timeline of paranormal activity movies and also give my opinion on it and kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, so there you have it. My honest and horrific on all of the paranormal activity movies. Um, did you like this series? Did you hate it? Uh, what's your honest and horrific opinion on the paranormal activity movies? Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Horror Nights and Podcasts with me, Crystal. Please remember to follow my podcast on whatever app you use. And if you could please rate Horror Nights and Podcast, uh, five out of five or whatever you feel on iTunes. Um, if you enjoyed my show, I would greatly appreciate it. And, you know, leave me a rating. It helps um, other people listen to my podcast. If you have friends that love horror movies, tell them to listen to my podcast because we have a lot of fun over here, guys. All right. Um, I'm sure if you are doing the double feature today, you're going to be hearing my voice very shortly. Talk about the first movie for Monster Movie May. May Monster Movie. I don't know. I haven't called anything yet. All right. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. about to enter a world of darkness, a world where life and death are meaningless, and pain is God. What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh...